Hello, mamas. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jade Abbey, motherhood empowerment coach, founder of the Motherhood Community, and together we are going to redefine motherhood. This podcast is for any mama out there that is ready to step into her power, rediscover herself, and be inspired to thrive as the best mother she can be. So join me each week as we begin to create bigger conversations around the journey of becoming a mother, as well as interviews with the most inspiring mothers from around the globe. So as a community, we can start to empower and uplift each other in this wild but beautiful journey called motherhood. This is episode two, and today on the Motherhood Podcast, we are joined by fellow mama and self-love queen, Lauren Burton. Lauren is a self-love and body confidence coach with an extensive background in social work and counseling. She's a mummy of three beautiful boys, wife, and founder of the self-care school, as well as plus-size model. Lauren has featured in Cosmopolitan Magazine Australia and was voted winner of the 2018 Cosmo Curve. Her daily mission is to amplify love in every single way, from creating beauty to helping others see the beauty within themselves and their own life journeys. So in this episode, we chat all about Lauren's personal journey within motherhood, how her body changed throughout her pregnancies, the changes and challenges that she went through, and how she managed to rebuild that healthy relationship back with her body. We also touch on societal pressures when it comes to post-baby bodies, how the loss of confidence within post-baby bodies can flow onto our relationships and sexuality, And Lauren delves into her story around why she made those changes and how she began to accept and love her body again. Lastly, she shares with us her top three ways to build on self-love and body acceptance again. She is a dear friend of mine and I believe an absolute inspiration to mothers around the world. So without further ado, let's bring on the beautiful Lauren Burton. Lauren, I am so excited to have you on the show. You are our first ever guest on the Mother Her podcast. Welcome. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here and it's always an honor just to be a part of your journey. So thank you. Yeah, it is. It's such an honor to have you here and I know you've done so much work around this topic and it's kind of your thing. Like I call you the self-love queen (laughs) for a reason (laughs) because you are like you radiate so much confidence and you put out so much empowerment and I love that. I really do. Thank you. That makes me so happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. It feels so good to have you here. I feel like this is like a real mum talk we're sat here I'm rocking the mum bun sipping on the chamomile tea (laughs) I'm ready to dive into this juicy topic um so postpartum body acceptance so I think the struggles with this is like it's such a commonly experienced thing within motherhood and like I know for myself and I know so many mothers that I've spoken to 
you know, we've all been challenged with some level of postpartum body acceptance and just, I think just knowing how to reconnect back to our bodies after having a baby and how to build that confidence back within ourselves again seems to be a real common struggle. Um, So I'd love for us to just dive into you and your journey. And like, I know you've got three gorgeous boys, um, which means three totally different pregnancies. So let's start from the beginning. You tell us a bit about your journey, like as you moved through your pregnancies and like, what was your experience with those? Yeah, totally. So I think my, um, my journey with my body changing and my relationship to my body changing started before I even got pregnant the first time. So I, um, you know, always wanted to be a mum. So as soon as I got married, I was ready to start trying straight away. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I came off birth control, I noticed my body change like in a matter of months. So it took um, us six months, I think six to eight months to get pregnant. And, um, you know, before, like just coming off the pill, I put on like five kilos. Mm. So I started like, that's kind of where my body journey started, you know, and because I wanted to be a mum so badly, like I knew I was going to, my body was going to change and, and, um, and be different, obviously, because you're creating a whole human, but there's this, just this undertone of, oh, you're, you're just going to snap back. And, um, you know, you really do believe like I was 22 when I got pregnant and I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you see all these ladies in the media that have babies and then they're back to, um, you know, their pre-baby weight straight afterwards. And everyone, even the midwives at hospital, they tell you, oh, you just breastfeed and that weight will come off, blah, 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 you know. But for me, like, so I, I was already five kilos up when I got pregnant. And then with my first pregnancy, like I had the most amazing pregnancy, just calm and just felt like the ultimate goddess, you know, like <laughs> one with the earth, like, <laughs> you know, eating all the, the first things pregnancy. And was yeah. Just, yeah, I was just glowing and just loving life, like loved being pregnant. I was super blessed, like had no complications or anything. Um, but I, all I wanted to eat was potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up, yes, and and it's funny now because my oldest, he's obsessed with potatoes as well. I'm like, yeah, you can thank me for that. (laughs) But, um, so I remember from, from like my, my first scan, you know, when you first go to the doctor and you, you get that confirmation when you're pregnant, um, from that point, my, my first weight to the day that I gave birth, I had put on like 25 kilos. And like, didn't care because I just thought, you know, it's going to just drop straight off. Um, but what they recommend is like between 13 to 14 kilos, just for, you know, perspective is, is what the midwives say that you should, you should put on 13 to 14 kilos for a normal mm. pregnancy. So, um, yeah, so I was like almost double the recommended um, weight gain. <laughs> And I was totally swollen, like swollen ankles, feet, nose, everything. I just carried so much water. And so anyway, had this beautiful new baby and started to realise, you know, I'm breastfeeding, okay, six months later, like this weight is not coming off. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's kind of where it started. So 
so I worked really hard, hit the gym and not the gym, but, you know, was pushing my stroller around in the streets, like yeah. running with him in the stroller and exercising <laughs> stuff. So I ended up coming back down to like my pre-baby weight after like a good nine to 12 months of training. Yeah. Um, so then with my second pregnancy, it was completely different. Like I, to- I totally thought Amari was going to be a girl because the, the pregnancy was just completely different. Um, and I only put on like 13 kilos with him. Um, and so that was, that, that was just all baby. (laughs) So after, after the second pregnancy, um, my third pregnancy was much like the first, I put on a lot of weight again. And, and by that time, you know, I've got two toddlers and pregnant there was no running around in the streets trying to exercise and, <laughs> you know, get back to shape. That was not it's even true, yeah. on my radar. Like working out and losing weight was not a priority with two, like, yeah. So three under four I had when I had um, my third baby. So wow. working out and, and all of that was just not even a thing. So like, you know, like, you know, when you have a baby, like, especially like after your third, like you are just all in, you're just focused so much Mm. on the kids and, and yeah, so that's when I just completely lost all ownership. You know, I felt like my body wasn't even mine Mm. anymore, you know, because I'd I'd either been pregnant or breastfeeding for like six years, (laughs) the cycle, you know, of just like, giving life, creating life, sustaining life. And I just started to see myself as just this like producer, you know, mm, I can totally and relate sustainer. To that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same. Like I remember, I remember just getting home with, um, you know, from the hospital after having Harlan. And I remember like the first time I looked at my body in the mirror, like, to be honest, I fully broke down. Like, I mean, I know probably all the hormones that were going through my body at that time played a big part in that, but I just remember totally not connecting to who I saw in the mirror. Like my body looked completely different. I had all these new stretch marks. My boobs were huge and swollen and I felt physically so weak. And like, I've always felt, you know, pretty active and I felt pretty strong in my body usually. So that alone for me was something I found really yeah. difficult. And um, with Harlan, like I actually had a lot of difficulty with breastfeeding as well. So, cause I had surgery on, I've had surgery on one breast and the nurse has kind of said to me, you know, you're probably most likely going to have a problem with producing enough milk, which I did. And she also mm. had a lot of latching problems. So I got to the point that breastfeeding was excruciating. Oh, and, you yeah. know, I would literally just cry yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And oh I think for me, like that all played such a big part on, you know, me just disconnecting to my body with any form of love. Like, yeah. um, so yeah, I guess you can relate to that too. Yeah, totally. And and what was funny too is that even when I came back down to my pre-baby weight, my body still looked completely different. Mm. Like even though I was back down to pre-baby weight, it was like, you know, these huge like before I got pregnant, I was like had a nice perky C cup, you yeah. know, and then post three pregnancies, I've got these saggy double d's yeah (laughs) and the stomach with all of this extra skin like even though my stomach was flat 
it still had this saggy wrinkly skin mm. that I just could not get rid of and I'm like I'm looking at myself like how do you love this new body mm. like who is this that's yeah. not me and you still have like obviously it's still you but you just don't feel like yourself you don't look like yourself so yeah. it's it's a real struggle and then on top of that you've got these babies that need you so you can't yeah. you don't even have the time to really delve into the topic and and put aside that time to to change that those thoughts and and how you're feeling you just kind of hop out of the shower see this person that you don't recognize quickly get dressed and go about your day like it's it's just that quick of a thought process but you know it's it's a daily thing so mm-hmm. it's definitely worth um taking that time even if it's five minutes to really think about how you feel in your body and come home to your body and feel at home in your body definitely so, but we'll get yeah. to that <laughs> yeah definitely I think I mean I know like one biggie when it comes to postpartum is the pressures that mothers feel to get their bodies yeah. back as quick as possible yes um like I know for me like even you know, before I had Harlan, like as soon as I got pregnant, I was already thinking about, you know, all the things I can do to try and manage my weight through my pregnancy, yeah. you know, planning how to get my body back once I had Harlan. And I just felt yeah. all these pressures to make sure that, you know, I bounced yeah. back into my pre-baby yes. body. Um, yeah. And I feel like so much of this comes down to like the expectation society puts on mothers these days to do that. And Every day we're seeing, you know, all these beautiful curated photos on Instagram and, you know, seeing yeah. the mummy that got a six pack back after a couple of months yeah. of having a baby. And she's like holding a newborn with yeah. a six pack and you <laughs> and just feel like shit about yourself. And this is what we're comparing ourselves to. These yeah. are the standards yeah. and they're, they're unrealistic. Um, yeah. and, and I also think like realistically like not even realistically why would you want to look the same like it's almost to me like insulting to your child (laughs) to want to be the same or look the same as you did before they existed you're not allowing that experience to change you or shape you in a a new and different way it's like you don't want to adapt it's like I just want to be who I was before but it's like well it's like your child's looking at you like I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not the same person anymore. Yeah. And almost you know. just like embracing that evolution yeah. within ourselves. Like, I, yes. yeah. It's hard though. But I remember like, you know, being like in bed with my husband and like just being so self conscious of my body and like not wanting him to like touch me or rub my stomach. Like, we'd be like spooning and he'd be behind me and he'd be like wanting to like just rub on me like squeeze my arms and squeeze my belly and stuff and I'd be like I just had to say to him look I don't feel comfortable with you touching my stomach can you Mm. not touch my stomach because it makes me just feel so sad and uncomfortable Mm. but in in front of the boys like they would come and like jiggle my stomach and like blow raspberries on there and we would talk about how that's their home and they used to live like live in mommy's belly for nine months and it was this totally different conversation that I would have with the boys because I never wanted them to feel like oh mommy's sad like we've done this to you type of thing like yeah like you don't like your body now because of us you know I would hate for them to carry that so whenever like even though inside I'm like dying because they're squeezing my stomach and like jiggling my loose skin but 
to them, like I always wanted to make sure that they felt like I'm so grateful for, for them just mm. being here. And if that means I have to carry an, an extra pouch or a bit of loose skin, then I'm happy to do that because I'm so grateful that they're here. Mm, I love that. And like, did you find that in itself helped you with your own, like building that confidence within yourself, like embracing it with them? I, yeah, I felt like, I felt like my, mentally I knew that was the right thing to do. But emotionally, it was such a struggle to really feel that and believe that and accept mm. it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like as a mom, you know what the right thing to do is for your kids, but it's such an internal battle for yourself. So true. I relate to that <laughs> big time. <laughs> We're know, so it's like, yeah, even if you've had the worst day, once you pick that baby up from kindy or from school, it's like, big smiles everyone's happy mm. how was your day and you just put your own stuff to the side because you don't want to put your your baggage onto them you know mm, it's a super mum strength that we show hey yeah. um I was actually going to touch on that you went into that with um you know you're obviously happily married to your lovely husband how did you find did you find like it affected your relationship and your sexuality in any sort of way? Like the, the relationship that you had with your body postpartum? Oh yeah, totally. And like, it's, I feel sorry for my husband because he would always like tell me how, you know, he still loves my body and how beautiful I am and like always trying to build me up and make me feel confident. But I just couldn't accept that. You know, I was like, well, you're my husband. Like, that's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> yeah. Like I could never believe that I, I was beautiful and that this body that I was in could be loved. And I was like, I just could not accept that, you know, seeing me the way I was before all toned and, you know, toned skin and, and in shape and all this, that he would still love me in this body, you know? And he was still totally in love with me and totally grateful for giving him children, but I couldn't accept that for myself. So I couldn't accept it from him, you know, mm -hmm. because I wasn't loving my body. I couldn't believe that he was still in love with my body because of all the changes. Mm -hmm. So it definitely had a huge effect on our relationship, our sex life. Like I never felt confident to like have um, sex with the lights on and like I said, like, I didn't want him to touch me certain parts of my body. Like I wouldn't let him ever touch my stomach. Um, and, and even my boobs, like, you know, when you're breastfeeding and your, your man wants to like, you know, during sex, like squeeze your boobs and stuff. And mm. I was just like, so grossed out. So, and, and it also played into that whole, like not being able to own my body. Like I felt like I was just breastfeeding on one hand and then had to be sexy, like, or, you know, feel sexy for him. And it was like, where's my where do I actually sit in between this? Like mm. I felt like I was just giving, giving, giving of my body and I didn't really have that ownership over it. So. Yeah, that's so true. I definitely relate to that. And I think you're right. Like, especially with the breastfeeding thing, because it is like, it's almost like you feel like your body becomes more a tool and yeah. it's, you kind of, you lose that, lose that intimate connection with your body, mm. you know, the way you once looked at it to be able to feel sexy and get into that sort of mode is so yeah. difficult to, you know, constantly transition in and out of. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's I totally huge. agree. Yeah. So, um, what, what was it like, what was it for you that kind of like shifted for you and like what made you make those changes and like start delving into self-love the way you have? Is there anything in particular, like a, a pivotal point that drove you to make those changes for yourself? Definitely. Yeah. So for me, unfortunately for me, it was a negative event that happened. So my brother, who was my best friend, um, passed away from cancer. So as you know, like if you've ever experienced like the loss of a loved one, it really does just rock your whole world. And it made me question absolutely everything in my life, like from everything from, you know, do I want to be married or do I still believe in God or, you know, am I living the life that I want to live? Like I was questioning absolutely everything in my life, every aspect of my life. And so um, one thing that I, I wanted to make sure was that I was living a life that I could be proud of and a life that um, was just, you know, loving in every way. And, and I knew that that had to start with me, you know, because I was, I was already just pouring out so much love to my family. Um, and I knew that I had to start taking care of myself and making myself happy. So um, that was a huge pivotal moment for me. And that's when I, yeah, I just decided to like enough was enough. You mm. know, I was like one of my favorite things to do in life. Something that brings me so much joy is just simply going to the beach and, yes. and you know, swimming in the ocean or just sitting on the beach and just enjoying the sun and just being in nature. Like, and, and I was at a point where I was just so self-conscious about my body. I stopped doing that. I stopped going mm. to the beach because I literally thought that if I wore a bikini or a swimsuit on the beach, that people were going to like come up to be, come up to me and be like, um, excuse me, can you please put clothes on? Like, we don't want to see that. <laughs> Which is a ridiculous <laughs> thought, right? That's never going to happen. <laughs> but we, we think those yeah. things. At yeah. At the time, it was legitimate. Like I yeah. was petrified. The, the first time I actually went to the beach and wore a swimsuit, I was so scared that someone was going to like come up to me and be like, I'm sorry, like, I need to put clothes on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I literally believed that. I was so mm. self-conscious. Like, no one cares, as, which is what I learned. Like, literally, no one is looking at you as much as you are thinking about yourself. Like, no one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, how, because you model now. So, like, when, how far from, like, when you kind of started making oh, those God. shifts did you tell us about that? I never thought in a million years that I would be a plus-size model. Um, so, yeah, so that was a huge change. So, so basically, in, at the end of 2007, I think, I wore a bikini for the first time in, like, 10 years. Mm. Um, and so once I realised that no one cares and no one's actually policing my body as much as I, I am doing to myself... I was unstoppable. So I um, started my Instagram page, Self Love with Lauren, and um, yeah, just started posting um, videos and photos of myself, um, like going to the beach, wearing bikinis, and mm -hmm. my confidence just shot through the roof. Like once I started to do this work and actively work on loving myself and accepting myself, showing myself compassion, um, it, it just changed everything for me. So 
how the modeling thing actually came about was um, one of the girls that was following me on Instagram, she suggested that I come along to this um, model search that was happening. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> that is never going to happen. Because it was like in the Maya Center in Brisbane, like in front of a bunch of people. So I'm like, there's no way that's happening. And so I thought about it like over a couple of weeks and and I, was, I wasn't doing it. I was adamant I was not going to do it. But I, you know when you just have that thought that yeah. just won't go away and then you start thinking, well, what if I did it? Like what, <laughs> what would yeah. happen if I did actually do it? And then that just kind of just grew. And then up until the day of, so that was like a, it was on a Friday afternoon at like four or five o'clock. Up until like two o'clock in the afternoon, I wasn't going to do it. And then I was like, you know what? YOLO, I'm going for it. <laughs> this mama's going for it. <laughs> and it was funny because I was like sweating the whole way there. And I was like <laughs> giving myself a pep talk. And I'm like, you know what, Lauren? I'm so proud of you for doing this. Like, you're not going to win. Okay. You're not going to win it. But I'm so proud of you for stepping out of your comfort zone and taking a chance and putting yourself out there. And um, so I was like preparing myself to just lose, you know, come home and face that rejection. Um, but I ended up winning it. Wow. <laughs> and it was like the craziest thing ever. So, yeah, so I ended up winning the whole competition and ended up getting a three-year contract with Bella, who's like the, the biggest, most amazing, um, diverse modeling agency in Australia. So it was just that is oh, incredible. Surreal. You must be so proud of yourself. <laughs> like, you know, to go from where you have to have that much confidence and just be where you're at now is like incredible. I still, thank you. I still honestly can't believe it. Like I, sometimes I still feel like that girl that just is giving herself that pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> just swinging it every day. <laughs> I think we all are, aren't we? All mamas are just winging it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think the key for me was just stepping out yes. you know, and saying, I'm going to go for it. So, yes, just having that courage. That's been, yeah, that's been the key to every single success. Like, just saying, you know what, stop it. I'm going to wear this bikini today and just going for it on the beach. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'd like to know, like, what is it that, you know, you do to, like, how have you become this self-love queen? Like, what are the practices that have helped you build that back up, that self-confidence and that connection within your body? Um, can you give our listeners maybe, like, your top three of like your most yeah. effective ones that you've used and really delve into those for us. Yep, definitely. So there's tons of things that you can do. Um, but for me, the most effective things that I found is like I said, you know, trying to incorporate things that you're doing on a daily basis anyway. So like we're all busy mums. We've all got not a lot of time to sit and meditate on changing our <laughs> thoughts. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you want to do easy things that you can do as part of your daily routine anyway. So yes. for me doing um, what some people call like mirror work. So what that looks like for me is like when I get out of the shower, just being able to just stand there and look at yourself in the mirror, um, even if it's just for a minute or even if you just start with, 
15 seconds, you know, and then build it up to 30 seconds and then a minute. And actually looking at your body, like getting to know your body again, like looking at everything from your ears to your um, your chin, you know, your double chin, your, your boobs, your stomach, your belly button. Like I know my belly button just completely moved. <laughs> it used to be down here, now it's way up here. So, you know, getting to know your body again, just being able to be comfortable with looking at yourself in the mirror. Um, and, you know, you can even start to incorporate like affirmations, just starting really simple and small with things that you do actually like about yourself. Like, and it doesn't have to be physical. You can start with emotional things that you love about yourself. Like it could be, um, just even just thanking your body from, for, for being here, you know, thanking your body for, for producing this child, you know, mm. um, saying something like, I'm still here or thank you for still being here. Thank you. Um, giving yourself praise. Like if, if you don't want to yeah. say it out loud, say it to yourself mentally saying like, thank you for waking up and getting out of bed this morning. Thank you for being resilient. Thank you for being strong. Like look how far you've come. Just speaking kindly to yourself while looking at yourself in the mirror. Just such a quick and simple practice. But I think just it's such a mindful and intentional practice that you can incorporate and you can leave. Like when I first started doing this, I used to actually write myself little notes on sticky, like little sticky notes and say, um, you know, little affirmations, little things that I loved about myself. Like you have a beautiful heart, you know, starting with things that the main thing with affirmation affirmations is that you have to actually believe it. Don't go straight to, you're so beautiful and I love you so much. Like if you don't believe that, don't start there. Like don't like have a goal, but don't go straight to the goal. Like make it believable. Your brain has to actually believe it. And so you can start small and build on those affirmations. So start with things that you love about yourself that you actually believe and repeat those to yourself while you're standing in the mirror looking at your naked body. Um, that's one of my favorite ones. The second I would say, um, is actually feeling your body with your hands. So for me, this was a big one because I wasn't feeling and squeezing my stomach. So I was like, why would I ever let my husband feel my stomach if I'm not even comfortable to feel it, mm. you know? So you can start with, um, getting like a beautiful massage oil or lotion, and again, once you hop out of the shower, to spend a couple of minutes just giving yourself a beautiful, kind, compassionate massage. Like you can repeat those affirmations or you can just be intentional about feeling your skin, like getting to know your, your curves, your new curves, those hip dips yes. and, you know, those stretch marks that might have popped up in different unexpected places. Like I've got... <laughs> stretch marks on my knees yeah they come <laughs> like, up in the most random <laughs> spots <laughs> you know like just like really feel your body like you are someone that you love like you know when you have a newborn and you you take so much pride and it's such an enjoyable experience to like give them a bath and then rub them down with the the lavender oil and give them like a baby massage it's a real Do ritual yeah yes yeah. yes Start that ritual for yourself and really just take pride in getting to know your body again. I think on a subconscious level, that is such a nourishing and nurturing practice for yourself just to 
feel your own body in your own hands is such a beautiful mm, process. Beautiful. Um, and I'd say the third one is um, coming back, dropping back into your body again, like being really intentional and using breath work. Mm. So um, meditating and you can, again, you can use your affirmations and meditate on how do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to think about my body and feel about my body? And how do I want to feel in my body? Like, how do I want to feel in my skin? So I think, you know, because we're so busy and we don't have a lot of time, it's easy to just go day to day to day without even like really being in your body. You know, a lot of us are just all up here. Whereas it's so important for us, like if we're trying to be intentional about accepting this body that we're in and loving this body that we're in, we need to be able to drop from our minds and our heads into our bodies yeah. and, you know, like putting a hand on your heart, putting a hand on your belly and just feeling that breath, like literally holding yourself and feeling your belly rise and fall and your chest rise and fall, just dropping into your body and being present, feeling how you feel to be in your body. Like that is such a powerful practice and it only takes a few minutes. Mm, I love that. And I definitely, I mean, I can vouch for all of those practices. Um, I've personally found the mirror work and the affirmations really, really powerful. But I think you brought up a really, really good valid point. It's, I think the key with affirmations is like actually really embodying what you're saying. Like not just reeling off a heap of words, but actually believing and feeling those words that you're saying because that's what your brain reacts to like it's not just the words it's the chemical reaction we're creating within our bodies when we're really feeling those words yeah um yeah but there's such a big difference when you really start to embody it embody what you're saying so I love that I love that amazing so tell us what's next in your journey what's next for you and the self-care school um well i'm going to be opening up to taking more clients in at the end of september um so that's probably the the main thing that i'm preparing for so i'm super excited to be able to work one-on-one with people again um and i'm also looking to host um like sister circles i don't know if all like women's circles it's called different Mm. things Um, depending on where you are but um, just getting like small groups of women together to talk about some of these things and just providing a safe space for women for women to share and um, start to practice some of these um, self-love and body acceptance practices together as women you know there's there's power in numbers and you know we all have such a similar experience I mean you know from the self-love brunch yeah we all have such similar experiences and we can just talk forever about (laughs) how powerful does it feel like how powerful does it feel like the atmosphere that it creates when women actually get together and share stories Mm -hmm. and inspire each other and just bounce off each other like that it's um it's an amazing atmosphere. I love it. And yeah. I think it's, it's so powerful. I've been watching your videos actually of your um, sound healing. Are you going to be incorporating oh, any of that? You. Yes, definitely. I've actually just got three new bowls this week. So I'm oh. going to be sharing a lot more videos. And um, yeah, I'm hoping to collaborate with some of the yoga studios in my area to just host 
um, sound baths, like maybe once or twice a week and just locally. So, but yeah, the, probably the best place is to find me on Instagram to, to tune into those sound baths. It's, I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, it, it, I love it. I mean, I, I love sound healing personally. It's just the most relaxing thing. And no, I'm, I'm just so excited to watch your journey and see how things unfold for you. And because I, I just, I know you're going to do amazing things. So <laughs> Thank you so much. And you too. I can't wait to see where this journey takes you. Yeah. Well, Lauren, my love, we are <laughs> wrapping this up. And I just want to thank you so much for being with us today and just sharing like so honestly and vulnerably about your journey. It's um, felt really empowering. And I have no doubt many mothers out there listening will be feeling the same and be able to relate to your journey in some way. So thank you for just all the work that you're doing and putting out. And um, you're just such a light to so many women and mothers around the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's such kind words. You're going to make me cry. Get it all emotional. Um, So for for all our listeners, if you would like to also follow Lauren's journey, um, please make sure to head on over and show some love to her socials. Um, Lauren, how can we find you? Um, You can find me on Instagram at selflovewithlauren or the self-care school um, and um, on Facebook at the self-care school. Amazing. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me. Mamas, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more from the Motherhood Podcast, please make sure to spread the love, like and subscribe so you can keep up to date on all our latest episodes and interviews. You can also head on over via the link in the episode bio to the Motherhood Instagram community where you'll find your weekly dose of inspiration, tips and talks all on motherhood empowerment. So I hope to see you all there.